In the movie, The Lion King, the lion Scar gets to rule a kingdom for a while. He allows the hyenas to consume everything in sight, unfettered consumption, free to run riot and do whatever the hell they like. Of course, when this happens, when they eat everything, there comes a time when they have nothing left to eat. Those who consumed and profited the most end up as starved as those who suffered through this process. Capitalism is the hyenas from the Lion King. The pattern integrity of capitalism, the code woven into its DNA, is endless growth, consumption and accumulation. It is a win-lose game by design. It works well for a while until it does not. Centropic World believes that we must create a way of honoring and exchanging value that transcends capitalism. This is not conscious capitalism, regenerative capitalism, or any other attempt to put lipstick on the already dead in lag capitalist system and have it look better for a moment. It is also not socialism, communism, or any of the other tested isms. It is to transcend to something we do not currently have, a completely new way of engaging and exchanging that places the increased well-being of Earth and all her creatures as central to 100% of everything. Hello, this is Christine McDougall, and this is Sunday Syntropy for October 1st, 2023. The topic is... The Hyenas of Capitalism, Consuming Earth's Resources. Thank you for listening. Here is the path of capitalism in three acts. Act one. The playing field is initially more even than it is in its final moments. Those who start with wealth and capital have the advantage. More money enables more negotiating power, a greater ability to borrow, and access to power brokers, insider trading, and information. This is the way of capitalism. Those with money like to proclaim meritocracy, yet deny the advantages their schooling, social, and family connections and ability to borrow give them. However, in this first stage of capitalism, there are opportunities for those with little to make it up the ladder of capital accumulation. The American dream, per se, was relatively accurate for all but enslaved and indigenous people in the early days. Act two, the power differential increases. The elite few, the 1%, are now in the business of monopolization. They buy up everything, the vertical and horizontal supply lines, their competitors, with their financial finagling and ability to pay the big accounting firms ridiculous fees to access the pay-no-tax option, their bloat and accumulation increases. They become too big to fail and require bailouts by governments using taxpayer money. Bailouts that are gifted without any requirement to repay. Socialism for the wealthy, while the middle to lower classes are society's taxpayers. The middle-class wealth begins to slip. Those from the early days of neoliberal capitalism, the boomers, often have established enough wealth to remain viable in retirement. 
They enjoy telling themselves stories of hard work, but forget the opportunities provided for them to get ahead. Opportunities now denied to the younger generations. The boomers do not want anything to erode their wealth and rights, even if it means their kids and grandkids will have less opportunity. The chasm is getting so big. The elite, the hyena equivalent from the Lion King, continues their rapacious consumption and growth. The amount of money the big retirement and investment funds need to make yearly to stay viable is exponential. This growth requires more digging, extraction and exploitation, predominantly from the global south. They leave devastation and poverty in the countries that they pillage. Imagine a giant vacuum cleaner sucking up anything of any worth from whole countries, leaving devastation and inequity behind. The people's wealth sucked out to fuel the platform for the privilege on the other side of the planet. On that side of the planet, the lower class people, neglected by all sides of governments for decades, are filled with bile. Their trust in any government institution is hollowed out. The American dream and its equivalent in other countries is now known to be fiction. Elite capitalists and monopolists own governments. Elected leaders are puppets on the strings of the few billionaire kingmakers who fund their puppet ministers and judges. Because of the decades of neglect, the financially poorer people in their anger, seek to find blame. In the brilliant book, Cast, by Isabel Wilkerson, she points to the caste system that lives in many societies and is defined by various categories from skin color to socioeconomic status, categories that have complex nuances beyond race. When one caste is usurped by another, even if both are at the bottom rungs of the socioeconomic ladder, there is a caste culture war. Blame is often towards the other caste or minority group, even when both have been neglected for centuries. This is how people of colour, LGBTQI, Indigenous or migrants and refugees, are seen as the enemy by blue-collar workers and fellow immigrants with deeper time-based roots. This group of financially poor, angry people become easy prey for the manipulators and spellcasters. Snake oil salesmen have always been known to prey on those hollowed out of hope and systemically undereducated and forgotten. Those who often, through no fault of their own, have been marginalized by society. The snake oil salesmen prey on these people inciting anger and hate to be directed to all those they are told to believe are the reason they suffer. Hate on migrants, refugees, LGBTQ, trans, POC, governments and institutions. Neglected people turn on each other, but never the elite, who are the actual cause of their suffering. Indeed, the snake oil salesmen are the elite. They are the hyenas consuming everything as they convince their prey to participate in stoking the flames of distraction by hating on the minorities. The master magician's hands work away while the coins roll into their coffers and their acolytes get bolder and madder 
yelling at others who have also been at effect of the very same system. Act number three. The food is all gone. The earth is barren. The heat kills everything. The water has inundated whole nations. Climate refugee populations are 1,000 times bigger than anything seen in 2023. People cannot buy anything. The world of the consumer and endless growth cannot be sustained. The capitalist elite cannot maintain their profit margins with no one able to buy. Funny about that. They needed the people to buy their stuff. But their business ate the buying power of people as it grew. In their short-sighted greed, the elite became the victims of their success. The Ouroboros ate its tail in desperation. The snake oil salesmen eat themselves in the end, not even realizing that they feasted until it's too late. What can we do? First, recognize the game we are in. Ask questions that few are asking. For example, what conditions make someone like Donald Trump so loved by his base? How do people get so snared in the trap of conspiracy? What conditions create this? Is capitalism, no matter its costume, regenerative, conscious, or green, the answer? Or does its patent integrity and DNA indicate it is in reality the engine room of humanity's current problems? How might we find a better way, one that does place the increased well-being of Earth and all her creatures as central to all actions? If we can see the conditions that create an increasingly polarized world where hate, conspiracy, lying and corruption are all standard, we have a chance to begin changing it. If we get caught in the fractals of the story and do not understand the whole, which is the principle of synergy, then we are rearranging deck chairs on the already hit the iceberg Titanic. We have much work to do, but first always understand source. The source code of capitalism, neoliberal economics and legal codes of global business and why they maintain the status quo. When we have broken our own spell and see the game being played and our part in it with clear eyes and a steady hand, we can create something better. This episode was brought to you by Dare to Care, how to have the radical truth with compassion. Unleashing the true brilliance of an organization. Look at any organization, team, family, unit, or business, and you will certainly find the following. Interpersonal conflict, lack of clarity of purpose, direction, and project parameters, blame of others or the system, miscommunication, conflicting worldviews, perspectives, and cultures. The amount of energy that is lost to these communications and people issues is immense. Loss of time, energy, effort, inefficient focus. At a rough guess, say a 30% loss of available energy for every person involved, often higher. As a simple exercise, think of what is consuming your mental and emotional energy right now. Is it creativity, innovation, problem solving, design, relationship building, all desired? Or is it worrying about Sue or Paul or the boss or why people will or won't, can or can't, or why she didn't do this, deliver that, understand this, be on time with, why the leadership says this and does that? What is the cost of a 40% loss to poor interpersonal communication and leadership skills? 
in pure dollar terms, every opportunity you have to make 100 is reduced to 60. That hurts. But that doesn't even take into account the stress, sleepless nights, and endless conversations to try and reach a resolution. There is a cost that is less obvious but very critical. The cost of brilliance. If we have a higher competency in our conscious communication and leadership tools, reducing significantly the interpersonal conflicts and lack of clean communication, this allows another element to enter the fray, something even more powerful. When clean communication is present, more intelligence is able to be expressed, not just because the garbage noise has been reduced, but when two or more people sit with each other in a clean space, the field of access is opened in a transpersonal way beyond people. This is the basis of collective intelligence and synergy, the space between atoms, particles, objects, ideas, people is available when the friction is reduced. Here lies genius, innovation, breathtaking brilliance, the kind of outcomes most organizations and innovative entrepreneurs aspire to. Take your hundred and get 1,000 or more. Like, what's not to like? Dare to care. The workshop is enrolling now. Bring your team. You will be better for it. I love answering your questions. So if you have any questions for this episode or previous episodes, please visit centropic.world forward slash podcast and click the orange button. Hi, Steve from Melbourne here. And my question is. Hi, this is Robin from warm and sunny Tanzania. My question is. Good morning. This is uh, Michael Freiber from Germany. My question is... Hi, this is Colleen in the Netherlands. My question is... Hi, this is Cindy from beautiful Cambridge. Hello, I am Paul Epping from the Netherlands. And my question for the podcast... Bonjour, my name is Dorothy from Brussels, Belgium. Hi, my name is Ivan from Cali, Colombia but I'm living in Bali right now. Uh, so my question is... Hi, I'm Rochelle Armstrong from North East Victoria, Australia. My question is... Hiya, this is Lorraine in Montreal, Canada. And my question is... And that completes my question. And that completes my question.